0: Wilhoyt and this is Vicky Abelson's The Road Taken!
1: Up there in Zinna TV Facebook land, I'm Vicki Abelson and this is The Road Taken. And I'm uh, I'm in a particularly good mood. I want you to say hello to Louise. We have to come up with a better term than sidekick. We need to call you something. Louise Parker. I'm, I'm your... You're,
2: what did I say last week? I don't know. <laughs>
1: uh, you're you're, you're mm. my person. I'm your like bestie. You're, Oh God! Oi! And I want to uh, introduce and say hello to our producer Brant and Brant, and our associate producer Jake Belcher. Hi, Jake. J- Jake gets the uh, genius award today because Jake was able to take us live on the Facebook, and make us have us be public for the very first time, which is exciting. His orange uh, bandana gives him powers. Yes, I'm very excited about that. Um, I wanted I wanted to talk today a little bit about. What uh, about my week? Um, because it was really interesting. I may Oh, we're we're opening the door and having some air come in, mm-hmm. but not for long. Um, so not for long. So anyway, what happened to me this week was I I made a uh, last week actually I made the conscious decision that I was done thinking, dealing anything to do with men uh, over it because it just hasn't been working out for me, mm-hmm. and I decided to put all of my focus into trying, not trying, into making money, because I do everything that I love. I I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I love this. I love Women Who Write. I love my book. I love all this stuff that I do, writing a screenplay. The money, kind of bupkis. So I'm focusing on abundance, right? And so I surrendered men. I'm done with it. As soon as I said that out loud, Mm -hmm. wrote it down, made the decision, Mm -hmm. the very next day went on my first date in three months, got invited, got asked out on three other dates. I mean, like the men out the fucking yin-yang, all over the place, guys I haven't spoken to in years, showing up, and it's about surrender, right? It's about surrender. So I was trying to think, how can I fool the universe and surrender money? (laughs) <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So if I say, okay, I'm I don't care I'm not going to worry about money. I'm not going to think about making money. I'll make money, but it doesn't I can't fool the universe. But what I can do, I've been listening to a lot of Deepak and Oprah. I've been doing going to a lot of meetings. I've been doing a lot of a lot of soul searching, a lot of meditation, a lot of writing. And what I've come to is that it's really two things for me. It's about gratitude for what I have, not Rather than focusing on what I don't have. That's Mm -hmm. one thing, really important, because I, I know that people who live in happiness and gratitude attract. More good stuff to them, and you're somebody who's really grateful for everything you have. I believe so grateful.
2: Yes, I'm. I'm blessed, and I I say gratitude prayers every day. I think it's essential,
1: and I, I say them too, and I mean them. Mm-hmm. But I also spend a lot of the day thinking about the things that I don't yet have that I'm trying to get. And I, I it reminded me about um, a friend of our, a mutual friend of ours, Peggy Glenn, mm-hmm. who um, in midlife. I met her. She was already in her 60s, I believe, and mm-hmm. she was. Ju- she loved her life. She she had retired. She hadn't been had a boyfriend in a long time, but she just really. Rel- she had so much de of and so much joy. She's
2: a very and joyful person. Very
1: joyful person. So much generosity of spirit. So much happiness, and here in middle age, she met the love of her life. They've had a, a, a pretty long, years long relationship now. She has an incredible career yeah. potty mouth granny. Yeah, granny potty mouth. And everything is coming up roses for her. And I really truly believe it's because she lives in gratitude always. So there's that. And then there's also setting intention. And for me, so it's about me not saying I want. Or I hope to have, but it's me saying I am money. I'm money, baby. I'm money because it's it's about my my life coach. Jeremy says that everything I want I already have. It's already inside of me. I just have to accept it. And so it's about being present. It's about being grateful. It's about setting the intention.
2: My life coach. Uh, my <laughs> life coach. Coach
1: Glinda. Glinda, the Good said, Witch of the said South. The same thing. Oh, North. Oh. You,
2: what you need, you already have. Oh, yeah, it, it, but there's she no does place it like, like home. This,
1: yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I believe that, and and it's the truth. And you know, it's uh, I am the universe was the the mantra that Deepak Deepak was is talking to me about today. But anyway, so what ended up happening was on Saturday, my computer that I've had for six years died a miserable death. Another a, another um, logic board, and um, so. Um, Apple has this deal where you get a flat rate repair for $310. They will do every, fix everything that's wrong with it. And even though my computer was six years old and I've replaced a logic board last August, I thought, okay, I'm going to do that because that's what I can afford to do right now. Mm-hmm. And I went in and they refused to um, even... It, first of all, they said, no, I'm not up for the flat repair option because it's only for five years. Then he said he won't even look for a logic board because the odds that he would find one are... And, uh, you know, there's a law that they have to replace a part for up to seven years, any product over $100. Right. So I'm going to be writing to Tim Cook. Tim Cook? Yeah. And, and you know, and I always display my Apple... The, oh, sh- oh so anyway, okay. so I, I, I believe I'm going to reach out to Tim and I'm going to ask for some justice because a whole bunch of things didn't didn't exactly go right. But Wren at the Americana brand uh, Apple store was wonderful and mm-hmm. I love him and he, he helped me do this. But um, but I, it's only 13 inches. I'm used to 15 mm-hmm. and um, those two inches, you know, that's what he said. It makes a big difference. If you
2: put it closer to your face, it will yeah. seem
1: bigger. <laughs> yeah, well. So get, get but,
2: a little uh, stand and put it closer to your face. Okay. and believe you're watching uh, big all right screen TV.
1: All right I I, I will consider that I'm, I'm rushing you because yeah. we have to talk about Kathleen. Oh because yes. our guest tonight mm-hmm. Kathleen Wilhoyt was one of the very first people that I met uh, before I moved to LA actually. Her and her husband, David Hart, uh, had Gabe and I over to the house and the kids over. And their kids and my kids were the same age and stuff. And Kathleen told me, like, where to go to get my hair done. And, and this we talked schools. And she was also writing a book. And, and uh, she told me. She just gave me an education about L.A. really fast and really warm. And I was, like, starstruck because I love – I was – Obsessed with ER, and she was Chloe on ER. She was amazing, and Pay It Forward, and Roadhouse, and you know just all this great body of work that Mm -hmm. she has. At the time, I didn't even know that she was a singer-songwriter yes. and did not know that she was about to become one of my favorite singer-songwriters of like all time. But I,
2: she's on the Gilmore Girls.
1: And, and my daughter. I don't watch the Gilmore Girls. Samantha oh, I tried did. to get me to watch oh, it, it's but the Samantha's obsessed, loves the Gilmore Girls, yes. loves Kathleen, and yes. is excited because she's known Kathleen since she was a little girl, so mm-hmm. it's it's added excitement for her. So anyway, Kathleen has done Women Who Write a couple of times, and the last time she did it, she did it with uh, John Cousill and, ah. and Vicki Peterson. And it so happens that Louise Pelanker made the movie Family Ban the Castle mm-hmm. story. And um, that's the reason that I got to meet John and how mm-hmm. we, he came to come to the house. And so you were there that John Vicky day. John and Vicki
2: have a new project with, with, Bill, with Mooney. Bill Mooney. With Bill
1: Mooney. And I've been trying to get them all to come to Women Who Ride ah, for two years and don't great. ask and, and here, And Bill Mooney's driving me fucking crazy. Bill Mooney, I'm telling you. I, you danger. You, you will. <laughs> danger, danger. Miss, miss, and Mrs. Robinson. Hoo, cuckoo cuckoo! I will get you, and that is, I'm saying that now on the air for everyone to hear. I will get you, Bill Moomey. I will. With with your Vicky and your little John, too. And um, <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, today we have Kathleen Wilhoyt, and I could not be more excited because she's going to come out here in a couple minutes, and she's going to sing my favorite song. It is in my top ten songs of all time of anyone. It's my favorite song of Kathleen's. One Foot Out the Door. It's amazing. Uh, John played the cajon when she sang it in our house, in my house, and it was fantastic. Um, but it's going to be, it, she's an amazing woman, and she's an amazing woman uh, as an artist, uh, as a singer-songwriter, as an actress, but what I love best about Kathleen is her humanity. She's a beautiful woman, and um, I'm very excited to welcome her, and we're going to have a lot of fun, so um, so stick around. Um, I don't know if I got my one-minute warning yet, because I didn't see it, but I'm assuming we're there, so I'm um, so <laughs> waiting for the sign. Yes, yeah, so cut. So we'll see, you, we'll see you in a minute on the other side. Instagram. Hi, I'm Vicki Abelson. Who
0: the fuck is Vicki Abelson?
1: Hello. <laughs> I wrote a book called Don't Jump. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Not my mother, Andy Stone's mother. Andy Stone is my heroine and she was addicted to everything pretty much except heroin.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, yes. She just totally captures the excitement of, of rock stars.
1: And famous athletes, and famous comedians. Sort of an insider's view from the outside.
2: The warmth and wit of Vicky's writing knocked me out. In, in a good way, not,
1: not like Cosby. Too soon? Don't jump. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Damn, that was gonna be the name of my book. Vicky wrote a book? Vicky Abelson's long awaited new book, Don't Jump,
2: is finally here. Don't miss it. Who the fuck
3: is Vicky Abelson?
2: I'm Reese, I'm known as the Street Angel here in the heart of Hollywood, and I've got my third season of my talk show on TV. I have really cool guests, I'll be talking about topics that'll open your mind, so come check it out, and I look forward to seeing you.
1: Back, and we're back with Kathleen Wilroy. Welcome, Kathleen! Yay! We love Kathleen. We love her. We're so happy she's here,
3: and she's so beautiful.
1: Okay, so, so. So that we can just relax and chat, I'm 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 gonna have Kathleen. I'm asking Kathleen to please sing "One Foot Out the Door" now, so that so that she can sing it. We can enjoy it. We can sw- I can swoon and be in happiness, and then we can sit and chat. So, so this is Kathleen Wilhoy doing her "One Foot Out the Door."
3: see old lyrics on my piano about good days gone by you ask what's wrong i said baby i don't know but that's sleep before I get home, you're gone before I write. and if I chance by you, I'll ask you how your day went, you always say, just fine. Myself is holding me.
1: down now we have to talk I, you know I just have to tell you Kathleen I mean I that song makes me so sad and so happy at the exact same time and it fills me with it it's a perfect song it's a it's a perfect song I I'm telling you right now and I say this with a lot of witnesses when my screenplay gets made, that song's going in my going in my movie. I love that. Is that an unbelievable song? Gorgeous. Aww. It's 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 hauntingly. It, it's amazing. And you're and the fact that you're not Bonnie Raitt ish it it makes me crazy Aww. because if people heard you, if an, if the right person heard you, you would be because you should be yeah. because your music, all of it. I, I listened to. There was a show from like 2010 that Kathy and Jimmy introduced you on, like a like a uh, an unplug kind of thing. I listened to the whole. It was amazing. Every song, amazing, amazing, amazing.
0: The room live that was called.
1: Yeah, uh, it was amazing. It's an it's on uh, it's on YouTube and it's uh, I'll put a link up on Facebook. But oh, I mean, you're so sweet. but I but I mean it all. I mean sincerely. I just I could listen to you. I just I did listen to you all night. I listened. I looped Kathleen all night <laughs> and all day today, um, and it was a play. And it, it, it's fantastic. And my kids are like, stop! <laughs> yeah, stop. You look like wanting to kill yourself. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like my neighbors are outside going, will you please put something else on? No. But um, okay, so so let's talk about. Okay, so Gilmore Girls is the most right now. Uh, Every, in everybody's face. Um, my daughter watches it. Louise watches it. You watched it, right? You were With, with my
2: it. husband. No. Loves it as much as I do. Wow. Oh, yeah. Because like- it's so smart, so funny. The characters are all very three-dimensional, including and especially you. And obviously a lot of attention
0: went to the arc, every individual arc, all the people. Right, and all those who want to do the new Netflix version of the show, please take a step forward. You know... <laughs> Really? She's yeah. not in the new and uh, I was looking for her. <laughs> what? She
2: is mentioned. No,
0: I'm not. I'm not. Oh. My agents were like, You should call Amy and ask her to Well what, you know, about, ask what, what about what about if happened. after I'm like I'm not gonna call her and hard hard what about after
1: they do a few episodes, maybe they'll decide they want to bring you in. Yeah. It's that's why
2: she's she's like several people removed from a Gilmore girl. Right. It's Like she's she's the wife
1: of
0: whatever. Mm. Well anyway, you know, yeah.
2: you explain how you're related. I'm the sister of Luke
1: yeah she okay, looks. Well, I sister. don't. Know, I don't know what that means because I. I haven't watched it. I. I, I Samantha. I promised I'd watch it with Samantha, so we're gonna we're gonna oh. watch it. And together. she and her
2: husband don't live in town, but then they come in town and stay with people, and they're very colorful, and they they're carnies.
1: Okay, I mean. well, so so <laughs> we're gonna do a writing campaign so yes. that you they bring you in on the Netflix show. But what, when I f- very first met you, which is I'm thinking it's about thirteen years ago, so right before I moved to L. A. I was such an ER fan back in the day, and so Chloe was huge for me. And your—that was a really intense character, that girl right there. And and also, I I had seen Paid Forward, and you know all of your stuff. And but but Chloe was really, um, and so and so there was some truth to Chloe. Well, there wasn't truth to Chloe. But I mean, it, we, i believe it's okay for me to say that you and I are both. Um, we've had history with substances Ah, of which neither of us do anymore we are both clean and sober yes um but so but you were never like chloe
0: um i can tell you this because it's true that um it's the one audition i've had in my entire career when i walked into the waiting room i looked around and i thought This one's mine. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I love you all, and I compete with some high caliber actresses uh, hell yeah actresses in my category i have the greatest category of actresses we usually just sit we could talk and gab for hours and they interrupt us with like it's time for you to come in wait <laughs> hey, i'm not done with this story. <laughs> you know we just i mean seriously that's fabulous I, I'm compete with the greatest group of actresses but this particular gig i'm like sorry guys <laughs> this one's mine. <laughs> <laughs> because it, you know the thing that i worked on with that is how boundaryless uh, mm. chloe was mm-hmm. and i just made sure i was one of those people that talked a little too close to your face mm. that walked a little too close to you <laughs> that like no boundaries physical <laughs> mental emotional none none she just
3: mm. needed
0: to fill soothe the wound you mm. know, wow sort of what I that was kind of something that I uh, that I relate to mm-hmm. and that was like a driving force in my 20s um, was just like don't let anyone see, don't let anyone soothe the wound, soothe the wound. You know, of course, I didn't think that that was the issue. Right, but right. That was definitely a driving force. I always felt like one more beer, then I'll get really get that guy. One more line, one mm. more, you know. And I, um, and it was really a, a f- the fire under my ass, you know. Mm-hmm. To uh, so, a twenty-five years, I haven't touched anything. So.
3: Yes. yes. I'm
1: 15, but you're an inspiration.
0: But I remember um, you, Vicki, um, you had asked me, you were staying in at one of those transient Oak, uh, apartments. Oakwood-y yeah, thing. Oak things. Yeah. But you had a nice pool. We did have so a nice pool. So the <laughs> kids and I came and went swimming, but I remember swimming with you, and you and I had like minds regarding all's fair and love and war and getting your kid it's in, in the, the right school, school. <laughs> and you told me about the hoops you went through to get your kids into that school you know in in, in those, new york in yeah. new york yeah so uh... that was something so i told you like you might as well just start by moving to La Canyata and going from there because the schools are so good out there. And then you showed me that video of your daughters. Yeah. She's so talented. <laughs> oh my
1: God. Yeah, you know, well yeah, we, we both have been very blessed with amazing kids. And yeah. and and none of them are addicts, which is like oh my
0: Yeah. Cool. I mean, we yeah, have we have to, have to uh, knock. That but the, which can yeah, that could change quickly. But
1: but no, for me, I you know, I was I was a full blown addict, you know, in my early know. you know, early. Uh,
0: you know, like in high yeah. school the concept. Yeah. But thirteen. Yeah. There are those who like you know
1: find it later. Yeah. yeah, but hopefully they won't be of that group. Okay, so Kathleen, this show is called The Road Taken, and okay. it's called The Road Taken because the purpose of it is to help people like me who have not yet realized the ultimate create. Now I know you're you're in transition, and you're you, we're going to talk about where you are today. But you've had quite a storied career. You've had you've had a lot of success in your life, and you've gotten to do a lot of you've gotten to do what you loved for a good long run. So what the show is about is kind of how you did it, how you, what you focused on where you succeeded what were the failures if you had to do it over again if you would change anything so so it starts out you're you're a kid, you grew up in Santa Barbara correct correct
0: correct okay. and S- there was a very active theater um, community there and was that
1: your first thing was music or acting which came music, first music
0: music because you know singing's a kind of thing you just if you are a singer it picks you mm-hmm. you just sing i just sang all the time i sang in church choir i sang at school i got a lot of tension for singing
1: you got guys for singing
0: no (laughs) i don't think like i grew up with surfers and like right (laughs) on you sing oh but you're pale (laughs) You got freckles that That was a perfect
1: spicoli by the way i know
0: because i saw (laughs) everyone Santa barbara talks kind of like that sometimes not everyone yeah but uh so so it was a very active theater uh scene Mm -hmm. and when did you
1: start doing that
0: um just early did you do it in school Uh, yeah I definitely did it in school we that was like a part of my social life I was a drama geek you know theater was my those were my people Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara High Santa Barbara High School yeah they
2: still have a great program yes
0: they do I went back and saw anything goes there my friend Christina Weishart choreographed it oh she's was such a she was in all the musicals dancing and Mm -hmm. now she's choreographing so beautiful but they have a great theater um, Mm -hmm. community and then I had a boyfriend Tony Edwards
3: Ah, yeah, E.R.
0: Another boyfriend, Eric Stoltz. Oh, hello. So. Did you really? I didn't know yeah, this. those are my first two boyfriends, A and B. And did they, did, did, was. Yes, they dumped me. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Edwards, see he the reason that you got the audition? No, no. no in fact, when I showed up for work. Uh, was that during, middle, after, uh, before? After. 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 Uh-huh. I was tortured. Uh, <laughs> uh showed up to work. He was like
3: hello
1: <laughs> for those of you who are too young to know er god damn it um I- yeah anthony edwards was the star of that show um yeah so um wow and eric stoltz not bad company to be keeping in those days
0: what can i say uh, <laughs> so
1: okay so so how old were you when you got
0: your first paying acting gig 18. I got this, uh, I was in L.A. six weeks and got a movie, um, Private School for Girls, quality picture. <laughs> they don't make them I like that anymore. That. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I was 18 and um, wow. I just hit the ground running.
1: And so did you not go to college as a result? I went
0: to USC following <gasps> Eric and Tony uh, oh. and then six weeks in, got a movie and was like, what? Voice <laughs> class? Yeah. that. I'm going to go be on a movie set. Anyway, so then I just started acting and, and then I act more work breeds work and I got more work and, and then all I right. had a really nice career for three we're, years. We're
1: gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna go to a, a little break here and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about all those highs because there were lots of them and uh, how you navigated those. So um, stick with us. No flipping. We'll be right back. <laughs> Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? Hello! <laughs> I wrote a book called Don't Jump. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Not my mother, Andy Stone's mother. Andy Stone is my heroine. And she was addicted to everything pretty much except heroin.
0: Oh, my God! Oh, yes! She just totally captures the excitement of, of rock stars.
1: And famous athletes and famous comedians sort of an insider's view from the outside.
2: The warmth and wit of Vicky's writing knocked me out. I, in, in
1: a good way, not not like Cosby. Too soon? Don't Jump. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Damn, that was gonna be the name of my book. Vicky wrote a book?
0: Vicki Abelson's long-awaited new book, Don't Jump, is finally here. Don't miss it.
3: Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? Jason Stewart here for Zina TV on the show Absolutely
0: Jason Stewart every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Big guests, everyone from the gayest to gay to the straightest to straight. David, uh,
3: what was his name? He's absolutely Jason. He's absolutely gay. He'll absolutely brighten
1: up... Trump is saving America, and all Americans should pray for his continued success. It's a position held by Grand Theft Audio their devilishly handsome jake belcher How are we supposed to believe that well, part when by the razor-sharp the other wit of brandt feldman grand theft audio airs live on zina tv wednesdays at 5 p.m if any of you tune in after that well also <laughs> we don't know which no. parts to believe okay so no because that's tongue in cheek that's my tongue is in my cheek i hope And we're back, and if you happen to stick around while those commercials were on, I just want to say that I was, as Louise said, being held hostage. It was her hospital. <laughs> I was I was I was being told that I was gonna have to give head in the bathroom if I did not say those I words. Am being treated kindly. Not necessarily the bathroom. <laughs> the <middle of> <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> um, Okay, so so Kathleen, so yes. eighteen, you're eighteen, you get a gig, yes, S- and USC, not not an easy school to get into, right there, right, wow, audition okay. only, yeah, y- yeah, BFA. so so you get mm-hmm, so you get in there, so you all right, so now you're acting, so so after the first one, what's the first like big, what's the first like really
0: i i'm waiting for it vicky no no no. (laughs) you you
1: you, you've you've had you you had great roles
0: i can i consider myself and i'm not this isn't bullshit modesty but i consider myself to be a blue collar actress and a lot of people say like why do you always do like crappy movies or this or that and the truth is i don't pick the movies i just show up to work i say yes to the universe that's what i did and so after private school i didn't get a job for a long time and private school came out and i thought for sure that was like next stop was superstardom <laughs> you know you really yes. think i keep the price tag on the bottoms of my shoes just to <laughs> let everybody know you know i'm telling you I was classy <laughs> and uh and i didn't get a job I for love a long them time crooked
1: glasses every time Oh, I know. oh yeah. so
0: i didn't get a job for a long time what's and a long I, time well, I just remember it being a long, hot summer. So the movie came out in crappy movie time, probably, I would assume, after Christmas or okay, whenever so they do that. Okay, so it wasn't like a
1: summer movie. N-
0: oh, maybe it was. I don't know. Summer movies are good. Those uh, are
1: what blockbusters well, come okay, out. okay, so,
0: private school yeah. was the exception. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible movie. But anyway, I um, I had to get a normal job. Which uh, was what? Which was I worked at a market research place. But I was also simultaneously slowly sliding as they say, with the Crisco on my ass for the slide down. I was Mm. also simultaneously revving up a very uh, self-destructive trend. Mm -hmm. So sliding down as my self-destruction was increasing, increasing, increasing. Bad combination. But I continued to work. I was going to say, so now you're you're getting loaded uh, and you're working. Now, are you showing up on the set loaded? No, I did Mm. a movie with Helen Hunt and um, Tim Robbins called Quarterback Princess, okay. and um, it's the first time I'd ever been on an airplane, so I was still 18 years old. Um, wow. and, um and then Helen and Hunt and I became great friends, yes. and she was the one who told me, she's like, you know, uh, real friends like when you're on location you th- you make these kinds of friends mm-hmm. it's not love it's location uh-huh. um, but when we get home we live because we both lived in Studio City she said I need you, I want you to call me so I did and so our friendship picked up and then I started I went to acting class with Peggy Fury and Bill Traylor at the loft studio where a lot of young actors at the time the Sean Penn the Crispin Glover the Wow, um, you know these kind of uh, Laura Dern was in my class Wow like a lot of young actors that were successful went to the loft studio and mm-hmm. so i started to train with the uh, in the um Lee Strasberg kind of right style of acting mm-hmm. method acting and so I started going there and then and that was kind of um you'd go to the loft studio four or five days a week and I was on unemployment so you get maximum benefits on the unemployment because you've made a lot of money doing a movie right so they give you know so right. then that uh, unemployment paid for my rent so, and acting class, so then I just start, and then the works I just started cause, um working and working and working, but I fit a niche. I had red hair, freckles, smoked cigarettes, husky voice, like when I walked into a room, you knew exactly who I was right 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 and then I started to branch out and no, play but you are absolutely an
1: actress i mean I, I don't find Kathleen when I see you in movies i mean you 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 are very versatile and oh, you, thank you well, yeah. I
0: I have a lot of respect for it especially mm-hmm. now that I'm going back to college to, to learn how to articulate what the hell I've been doing for the last oh, 30 years okay
1: so before we get to w- I want to get to the present so oh, sorry. so you have no that's okay so you have this you have this growing career while you're Chris going down the the thing is it getting in your way? Are are you show are you ever not showing up to the set? Are oh my god.
0: Uh The War of the Roses, you know that movie? Oh hell yeah. I had an audition for that. Oh. And I'm a twentieth century fox. I was so hung over, sick to my stomach. And you know when you're so hung over and your eyelids are uh, super heavy? <laughs> I I was like, oh, I'm early. I'm just gonna relax for a little bit. I'm just gonna close my eyes two hours later with drool on my sheepskin, (laughs) leopard-colored leopard (laughs) leopard sheepskin seat covers. I was like, woke up, missed the audition, didn't get the, didn't even, like, they were like, ah, no, thank you. And, uh, you know, I have so many of those missed opportunities. Do you? Oh, my God, shoot yourself in the foot moments, which, you know, for my community, for people like me with a self-destructive... It's amazing I had the career that I had mm-hmm. you know, and I drove people. I had this great manager, this guy Alan Summers, like the I greatest know guy. So we're Facebook friends. Oh I a, Alan. Yeah. he was the yeah. greatest manager, mm-hmm. and I treated him terribly. and mm. it's you know, I, I've since been cool, we're cool. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I think about like, what what if Kathleen today? Had the opportunities that I was pissed on in my twenties, you know, but I, but I have new opportunities.
1: You have new opportunities. <laughs> so. Okay, so you were doing that kind of stuff. So, um, were you, were you trying to stop doing it? Did you, did you know you were self-destructing, or were you, was it just party time?
0: This is great. This is who I am. Well, it's amazing if you have uh, opportunities being dumped on you, mm-hmm. money dumped on you Mm -hmm. while again this sort of, uh, you know, my thing was like I'm a I'm a walking tragedy. I'm like Janice Joplin and Judy Garland, you know, buying into my own. But I'm kind of a wuss too, because I didn't go that hardcore. I didn't go full Elvis, you know. Right, you didn't. You <laughs> were a junkie, yeah. No, yeah, I yeah. was just like a little bit of a the Santa Barbara version of being self destructive. So I'm kind of a wuss. But I but once I drank, then anyway. So that was revving up at the same time. So mm-hmm. it made the idea of hitting a, a traditional bottom, I was hardly broke. right? So uh, I ended up getting a record deal and they flew me to Nashville and I started writing songs in Nashville with like Jay Joyce was one of my best buddies and, and Emma Grandillo and, and and Doug Lancio who, play, who produces for, um, Jay Joyce does everybody in Nashville. Mm-hmm. like the He's fancy, which mm-hmm. is spectacular. Because you'd never have picked him out of a crowd and been like, "That's the guy who's gonna <laughs> really? rise from the ashes," and he sure did. And he's brilliant. I always knew he was brilliant. Who who has he produced? Uh, he's gotten Grammys and and he all those kind of shiny yeah, things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's very fancy. Um, <laughs> but okay, I have to just do yeah, this take it off. I'm getting take on it off. Oh, <laughs> Um Anyway, so so it wasn't until I was 27 years old that mm-hmm. I finally was like. I met a guy uh, in Nashville, and uh, he was very popular in Nashville and had a, a very popular girlfriend. I didn't care. And giddy, 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 giddy. Mm. <laughs> And then he, uh, uh, mar- I married him two weeks later. Two weeks. Yes. And then within, like, uh, six weeks, I had a movie in North Carolina. I came back. He pawned everything I owned. <gasps> And um, bless mm-hmm. his heart, he's he's doing fant- he's doing super well now. Okay, it, we good. were not meant to be together, as mm. you know those yes. things do. But um, I'm very grateful that uh, he was the guy that I careened to my bottom with because he's he is a compassionate and lovely human being. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so at 27 years old, at 27 you got sober. Yeah, wow. He, uh, you know, I was doing my makeup in the bathroom I hear a thump in the living room I come out he's curled up into the bookshelves I tap his shoulder back and he's in a full uh (gasps) purple he's overdosing and then I call 911 I give him mouth to mouth color comes back in his face like a lime (gasps) and then uh he goes to the hospital and he's handing me dope out of his pocket.
3: Here you um. go. And
0: then I get into a limousine. I come back from the hospital. Limousine pulls up. Get in the limousine. Drive to the airport. I say to myself, I'm just going to have a couple of beers because this was a harrowing afternoon. <laughs> 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 and that's all she wrote. And I got fired from that movie. I guess I landed. Really cool. I told everybody what happened. I was just a disaster and a total blackout. Got um. fired and came home. And then I've been sober ever since. So that's been twelve. I was twenty-five. <laughs> 25 years ago
1: okay that's that's a real
0: (laughs) so I gave you my whole nut that's that's uh, okay we
1: know we don't have a whole thing because now we have a whole life after that happens of motherhood of writing of singer-songwriter of of what happens from the ashes as we rise those are your ashes those are those are Kathleen's ashes as opposed to Angela's (laughs) ashes so so stick around because when we come back we're going to talk about present-day Kathleen which is uh, in in a whole new transition, and um, and inspiring in, oh. in, in a whole new way. So um, yeah, so stick around. We'll be right back.
0: So that's what you.
2: This is Mandolin Reese, I'm known as the Street Angel here in the heart of Hollywood, and I've got my third season of my talk show on Zenadot TV. I have really cool guests, I'll be talking about topics that'll open your mind, so come check it out, and I look forward to seeing you.
1: Hi there. So we're back with Kathleen Wilhoit and Louise Palenka. And so so we want to you're in a, an interesting transition now. But before we get to what you're doing right right now. So the the singer-songwriter thing. I mean, you just I want to know why you don't have a Bonnie Raitt career because I don't get it. Cuz you have the songs, you've got the voice, you've got the talent. She's got the looks. She's you got the look. Oh, so you yes. do. And so, so did you? So, have there been periods of your life where you've put all your energy into that and said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this as I'm gonna ride this horse as far as I can ride it"?
0: There is a time. Th- there's a giant hourglass that you you set down on the table the minute you start your record career. And mine started out really well. I was with Polygram. Uh, I had a deal with them. Or they flew me to Nashville. They flew me all over the place to write songs. They were developing me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I got dropped from that. And then I got a deal with uh, uh, V2 Records, which is a subsidiary of Virgin at the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I made a record, Pitch Like a Girl, and went on tour. And, you know, that was. That was gonna, you know, they played my my single in Buffalo, and <laughs> here's the that's thing: is from.
1: the the mm-hmm. um
0: some of the best songwriters I know.
1: That's right. The me best too. people
0: don't get the parts, and that's why when I see awards show and actors preening about how like they're somehow like it's a god that gave me this role, and it's like, no, yeah. you were like all of the things lined up, my friend, because yeah. there's I can tell you six different people who are who are if not better than you, you looked right, you were, you hit the right, you were in the right project, I know that sounds bitter, but it's not, as you know, as a publicist, like, that's part of the game, Mm -hmm. and if that publicity machine rides right along, you know, in perfect synchronization, I mean, I watched guys like Mm -hmm. Clooney, you know, like, I, I, I used to hang out with that guy, like, he was just a Schmendrick going to pilot season like everybody
3: else. Right? Was he, were you guys and on ER he, at the same time? Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. He, he
0: got on ER. He got mm-hmm. the right publicist. His right. character hit. He was charming. He was gorgeous. Super gorgeous. Yeah. He's always been gorgeous. Right. But, you know, and and he popped. Yeah. And so did a couple of the other people. The ones who didn't, and this is my opinion. Okay were the ones who didn't get publicists that were like mm. I don't want to do that I want to be an actress actor and I don't want right. to be in the game wow. but it's a game it's a game and so for me when I think about like I had a couple things going uh, against me which is um, I I my record didn't. Hit. I didn't have like it. I didn't.
1: Did you not have the right publici- uh,
0: publicity? machine? There was a weird publicist at V2 Records. Mm-hmm. She was such a weird. She would. I remember her giving me. I I was newly sober at mm-hmm. the time, and she gave me a bunch of narcotic like pills. What? Yes, because I couldn't sleep, and I was like, "What are yeah, you doing?" Know. You know. And I have like weird stories that were true. Like I did. Uh, do a a radio tour where you go around a different... You basically do this on the radio. Mm -hmm. And I remember... I I don't remember what city it was in, but uh, the guy said... I had my baby... Jimmy was in the car. He was Uh like 18 months old. Uh In my car, in a baby seat, my son. Mm -hmm. And the the radio guy was like... uh, Said so-and-so was in my office last week and sang with her legs spread on my desk. What? Yeah. And I'm like... I got a my husband and baby in oh. the car outside. What I'm not gonna ever fuck you, man, you freak. And then I like wow. walked out. So I have a couple of those right. that I wasn't exactly strategic about and I've always been kind of like a you know, a a, a, straight I, cho- a little impulsive. A str- yeah perhaps. <laughs> so, so I think that have that ha- had something to do mm-hmm. with it and I didn't make. I didn't do it. I didn't do it at the time like I didn't make it. Okay and I, and, the, and like I said the hourglass ran
1: out. Uh, okay. And I, it does. I want to speak to the hourglass running out and my discrepancy with that. I believe as you h- heard uh, maybe from inside when we were talking at the top of the show that it's all about surrender. Everything is about surrender. That when I try to control something, when I try to covet, when I covet something, it slips through my fingers. And as soon as I let go and I trust the universe and I just relax, things start to come. And so you you're in a transition now. Kathleen's gone back to school. She's getting her masters, going to start teaching drama, I believe, and I was t- we have the same hairdresser and um so I, we were talking about you behind your back nicely and we both believe I really believe that when you let this go, you're going to have the greatest success of your career. I have no doubt in my mind. It's going to come to you. I just know that. Because it's like when we covet something and, uh, you know, these people that get famous really easily, I don't even think they have the time to covet. Someone like George Clooney, I don't know that he had the time to covet. It just kind of happened. Anyway, so...
0: If that's you, what had it appears, it appears like it happened. George had been kicking around. For yeah, but well, yeah. that's I true. Think oh. that's, that's His publicist
1: coveted it for him. His publicist coveted it. for no, so
0: like I said, it all has to line up.
1: Okay, so now so. we're we're getting we're getting close to the end of our time. And I- I- if oh. you had to say something, if you could give advice, if you could do it all over again, if you if you had anything. If you could give some words of wisdom out there for people who, for artists who are out there who are doing what they love to do, are good at what they do, and are trying to figure out how to get to the next place, do you have anything to, to, to What could you say? What could you say? What would you say to them?
0: I would say that if you have um, self-destructive tendencies, to go get sober. That's first off. I love mean, that. that. That definitely was a, <laughs> a, a hurdle in my life. And the second thing I would say is. Um, you you and I talked about fear is crippling Mm -hmm. and uh fail better man fail better oh I like that better that's what my acting teacher says I I really like that you know I wasn't thrilled about going back to college to get my master's it was the next indicated step right for me um I just didn't know what else to do. I wasn't the phone wasn't ringing, and I was tired of waiting for it to ring. So explain you know,
1: fail better if you can for in a, in a couple of sentences. You
0: have to go for it. You have to like if you I I always tell people you know don't wait around for the phone to ring. Create your own hell yeah vehicle like y- create your own vehicle and you can go anywhere you want. In retrospect, if I did have it to do over again, I would have started writing my own stuff. I always wrote music, but I mean, writing my own TV shows and films, I mean, stories and novels. I mean, I love writing. Mm -hmm. I have a huge passion for writing. And it wasn't until I was 38 years old that I started to like discover that I loved that art and craft of writing I Mm -hmm. just freaking love the solitude you get to be the director the producer the the lighting guy the star you get to be any age you want when you're writing it's just you and your gene you know like ah, you know I just love that process and I wish that I had started doing that younger and writing my own ticket.
1: Okay, so I just want to say that in this world as it is, um, being this age is actually okay. Grace and Frankie is case in point, and it's not too late to write that project to do that Netflix thing. There's Netflix, there's Amazon, there's Hulu, there's HBO, there's Show. There's a lot of so I say write it. Yeah, and um, write a part for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has it's been so um, my <laughs> absolute thrill and pleasure and um, joy. To uh, to be here with you today, Kathleen. I thank you so much. And
0: you too, Vicky. You are so dynamic, and it's just a real honor. I was I was thrilled you asked me. Thank you so
1: much, and Louise. Thank you for being here, Louise. <laughs> and um, and we'll see you next week on the road taken. Look at you.